This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Let me start with the instruction and information. This question paper consists of section A with three questions and section B with three questions. And section A source-based even rise resistance 1970 to 1980s South Africa BCM, which I've covered on the last lesson. The second one, the coming of democracy to South Africa and coming to terms with the past, which is the TRC, which I'm going to cover today. The third one is the end of the Cold War and the New World Order 1989 to the present globalization, which I will also try to cover it today. The essays, three essays, the civil resistance, the 1970s to 1980s South Africa, the crisis of apartheid, international resistance to apartheid, which will be the next lesson. <clears throat> and the last lesson will be question five, which is the coming of democracy to South Africa and coming to terms with the past, the road to democracy. And the last question will be the end of the Cold War and the New World Order, the events of 1989, the collapse of USSR and its impact on the future of South Africa. Then you are expected to answer the questions as follows. At least one must be source-based and another one must be essay. The third one, you may either choose a source-based or an essay. You are advised to spend an hour per question. When answering the question, you should apply your skills, knowledge, and insight. You will be disadvantaged by merely rewriting the sources. Number your questions as numbered in this question paper. We have got three levels of historical skills that are going to be tested based on the source based. Number one, it's extraction of evidence, which is level one, selection of organization of relevant information, defining historical concept with 14 marks, interpretation of evidence from the source, explain information gathered from the source, analyze evidence from the source, 20 marks. And the last one, level three, questions with only three questions, interpretation and evaluation of evidence from the sources engage with the source to determine the usefulness, reliability, bias, and limitation, compare and contrast and the perspective presented in the source and draw independent and also writing a paragraph. So we will meet again on the 30th, same time, while I will be dealing with the international pressure. So last time I requested you, those that we were together, to come up with the November final examination question paper in the addendum that I will use today. If you don't have, don't stress yourself. I will try to explain why it is necessary and even to read some of the sources that I will use. So I will start with the major definitions. The first one will be an amnesty, an official pardon that is given to the perpetrator by the TRC. So if you listen 
at this definition. We have got the perpetrator in the TRC. So the, it is contextualized. Perpetrator, someone guilty of an illegal or evil act. Retributive justice. Punishment is meted out to the people who committed gross human rights violation. Restorative justice was considered as a gesture of reconciliation if the perpetrator of the gross human violation were prepared to tell the truth and show remorse of their actions. I will further make comparison between these two concepts because they are very much important. Reconciliation to establish the truth in order to promote forgiveness and bring about healing of political crimes that were committed after 1960. So I will quickly go to the structure of the TRC where we've got three committees, Human Rights Violation Committee, Reparation and Rehabilitation Committee, Amnesty Committee. So the function of the Human Rights Violation Committee was to investigate human rights violation between 1st March 1960 until 10 May 1994. Victims were given an opportunity to tell their stories. They also identified the perpetrator who tried to explain what had happened. In reparation and rehabilitation, reparation simply means payment that were given in various forms to the victims who suffered during the period under review. Rehabilitation has to do with counseling of those people who were affected. So the function of this committee was to recommend payments and also giving support to the victims through counseling. The last one is amnesty committee that grants amnesty to the people who applied. The person must first apply. The person must also tell the truth or full disclosure. And the person must also prove that the action was politically motivated. So there are some other people who were given an amnesty. Others were not given an amnesty. So let me try to look at restorative and retributive justice. Our TRC was restorative in the sense that it wanted to promote healing, attempt to reintegrate perpetrators to the society, victims to reconcile with their perpetrators. <clears throat> we also have retributive, which advocate revenge. Perpetrators were tried, if found guilty, they were charged, even sentenced to death. That one of retributive took place in Germany. Restorative took place in South Africa. What were the purpose of the TRC to investigate human rights abuse from 1st March 1960 to 10 May 1994? To give perpetrators who qualified for an amnesty and amnesty to build non-racial democratic South Africa without forgetting the past, to foster reconciliation between victim and perpetrator, to encourage restorative justice. 
So I will quickly go to the last part that I want to cover, which is how parties reacted to the TRC. I will look at the three main parties by then, National Party, IFP, and ANC. National Party, the cleric said that it was a wasteful process. The cleric also tried to take legal action to prevent publication of information implementing the third force. The third force has to do with the police, where we have the example of the third force when members of ANC were killed in Wipatong. The whites also saw the TRC as a wind child. IFP, Mangosotu, said that the TRC was victim-friendly. And they also indicated that it exercised an even treatment and being biased, which means that according to him, the TRC was not treating all the people equally. But Mbeki on the side of ANC indicated that it even, it handed an even treatment to both people. The community was composed by members of the liberation movement, which caused its limitation. So let me go to the questions that are giving you problems under the TRC. Well, we start with the photographs and cartoon. When we look at the cartoon that we have, I will have to try to explain it because there are some of the learners who might not be having the question paper so that they can be on board. This cartoon is written as the TRC scale amount of evidence. TRC scales amount of evidence. They have taken the skulls and tried to put them together like the mountain where Bishop Tutu and Alex Brain seem to be climbing the mountains, and it is written, written, and we also have a lady who remained behind with the closed eyes, where it is also indicated that she's for retributive justice, and she was left behind. So Desmond Tutu was trying to ask why she was left out of the expedition. So according to him, he thought that she would also move with them. But unfortunately, the two approaches were not the same as I've already indicated. Restorative justice has to do with reconciliation, whereas retributive has to do with punishment and avenge. So there is a question that has been poised, which said, Using the information in the source and your own knowledge, explain why Alex Borin started that retributive justice has been left out of expedition. Here, they did not ask about what is conveyed, the message conveyed by the cartoon, but I will also cover it. The mandate of the TRC was to reconcile both victims and perpetrators and not to seek revenge. The mandate of the TRC was to restore justice and to bring healing and reconciliation among all South Africans. Therefore, retributive justice was left off. 
reproductive justice will lead to division and disunity among the white and black South Africans. So let me also try to respond to the question that we say, what is the message conveyed by the cartoon? It shows that the leaders of the TRC were given a mandate to investigate the political atrocities that were committed between 1962-1994 shows various killings committed during the time of apartheid where they've mentioned a quite number of the killings that took place. It outlines that South Africa did not use retributive justice. So the next question that I want us to look at is the usefulness of the source. When the question is expecting you to respond to the usefulness of the source, it will depend on how the question will have been asked. Like this one, they are simply saying, comment on why you would regard this information in the source useful when researching the circumstances under which Rectana was killed. So if you listen to this one, Lenas, the stand has been taken for you here that you must only look at the useful side of it. But if the question may say whether it was useful, then it means that you were given to stand. You have to choose your stand before you respond. You may choose it is useful or you may choose it is not useful, then you can respond. But this one is useful. And the response are as follows. It gives first-hand information about the circumstances under which a returner was killed. So I'm interested in this one. It gives first-hand information about the circumstances under which a returner was killed. So you will come across so many sources that will give first-hand information. You must have a skill to determine that this is a primary source. This is a first-hand information. The person who has written the source must be an eyewitness, must be at the place when the event took place. And it must also have been recorded during the time that the event was taking place. <laughs> the second one, it mentioned that Gentena appeared before the TRC regarding the death of her father, Ricky, in 1996. The third one, it informs the researcher that Gentena appeared before the TRC to try to find out who killed her father. It mentioned that the Deben murder and robbery unit were unable to resolve by those who killed Ricky Turner. It also implicates the boss in the assistance in the assassination of Rick Turner. It implicates the ANC in the killing of Ricky Turner. So the usefulness of the source simply means that you must read the source. After reading the source, you give us your introspection. What is it that you can explain that the source is talking about? As simple as that one. So the next one is the reliability of the source. Here, the question will be trying to ask you how correct is the message that is conveyed by the source. So again, you must also look at the type of the source. If it's a primary source, 
which is most likely reliable than a secondary source. And this is a primary source, so I will also use the same source. It gives the first-hand information about the circumstances under which Rick was killed. So the truth here is that it's trying to explain how Rick was killed. It mentioned that Jim Turner appeared before the TRC, and he really appeared on 1996, trying to find out what had happened to his father. It informed the researcher that Jim Turner appeared before the TRC, tried to find out who killed her father, though she did not get the truth, but... It's reliable because she wanted to know. Unfortunately, she did not manage. So the last one is the limitation of the source. When we talk about the limitation of the source, we are pretty simple trying to say that the source is one-sided. The source is one-sided. All the sources in the TRC that would have been written from a white perspective, it will be biased. It will be limited. All the sources written from a black perspective, it will also be limited. Sometimes you may check the source. If the source is given without a date of publication and an author, it's also limited. So I will also use the same source that I'm using to respond to the limitation of the source. It was a rare for the killer of white paper not to be apprehended. So here the source is from a black perspective where Gentena is saying they are not arresting his father because his father is a black person. But if it's a white person, they would have tried to do everything to arrest those people. The killer of my father had the best assistant for cover-up. So she's thinking that the people who have killed their father were white and the police were doing a cover-up. The next question is the comparison question. Leonard, some of you are failing to depict the skills that are needed when responding to this type of question. We are testing the skill of comparing two sources here how the sources support each other or how the sources differ. If they say how the sources support each other, it simply means that you must look at the similarity between the two sources. Which information is found in source 1A, for example, in this one they say source 2B, and also the information that is found in source 2C. In most cases, they will give you the text and the visual source to compare them. So when they say how the sources differ, you must pick up the statement in source to see that is contradicted or opposed by another statement in source to be. And for you to be able to exercise the necessary scheme, you must use conjunction then. This one is very important. You must use conjunction. Don't just simply go and explain that source 2C is talking about what and source 2B is talking about what as an independent statement. Even though if it will be correct, it will be marked correctly. 
So use the conjunction, like the example that I'm going to give here. Source 2B and Source 2C are similar because they indicate that the kilo of returner were never found. So both sources. You may also use the middle range by, by saying both sources. If you say both sources, you have compared. And uh, by comparing two sources, it carries four marks. And by comparing two sources, you are simply going to get two marks. You must bring in another comparison. The second one here is both sources, 2C and 2D, implies boss and the security police in the assassination of Ricky Turner, which means that both sources indicate that both was responsible, which was their policy organization was responsible for the killing of Ricky Turner. So that is about the comparison. But if the comparison is asking you about how they differ, you must give the difference between the two sources. And there is also the last one, comparison and of how they support each other. Both source 2B and 2C indicates that the TRC was unable to identify the killer of Ricky Turner. So let me go to the last question that is also giving me challenges, which is the paragraph question, ladies and gentlemen. Paragraph question learners is very easy. And there are eight marks that is from today, you will be able to get them. Number one, the question is giving you an instruction, write a paragraph of about eight lines. That is an instruction, write a paragraph. So we expect you to write a paragraph. Acknowledge the sources. By acknowledging the sources, it simply means that you must indicate where the information that you are writing it's from which source you must indicate what the information that you are writing is from which source. So look at the focus of the question. What do I mean by the focus of the question? Here we have got three possible questions that I'm going to look at. We have got the success of the TRC, the failure of the TRC, or how the TRC try to bring about closure. So let me first look at the success. And in most cases here, the question will say whether the TRC was successful. So if the question says whether the TRC was successful, it means that there's no stand that you have been given. You must first choose your own stand, whether it's successful or not successful. So I will try to give you responses of both. So let us try maybe to take those short sentences and write them down. They will assist you in this manner. If you are again asked about the success of the TRC, in another question, and some of this information are not covered in the source, you will use them as your own knowledge. So the success of the TRC, the TRC encouraged truth-telling and healing. The 
TRC also help that people give disclosure of what took place during their time of apartheid. The TRC provides a platform for victims to speak the truth as they experience it and it brought closure to them. The TRC emphasized that perpetrators should reveal the truth about the human rights violations that were committed. The TRC was prepared to listen to testimonies of both victims and perpetrators. The TRC helped families such as Mutimikulu to find closure. Some families receive reparation. The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the After glow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Thank you, Lenas. We are back. Sorry for the interruption. I was still looking at the success of the TRC, where I will continue. During the TRC hearing, some of the truth surfaced. In some cases, perpetrators brought sought forgiveness and provide family with answers of what had happened to their loved ones. People now knew what happened to their missing loved ones. The truth of why and how people were killed was revealed. Torture through solitary confinement was also released. Amnesty was given to perpetrators who managed to come forward and reveal the truth. Amnesty offered perpetrators a chance to reconcile with victims. TRC also revealed the truth about the death of many people. TRC offered people a chance to closure. More than 100 perpetrators received amnesty. You may ask yourself a question as to, is giving an amnesty a success? Yes, on the side of the perpetrators. And we'll also deal with it on there, not successful on the side of the victims. The TRC performed a therapeutic role by allowing the perpetrators to tell their stories. The TRC was able to reveal the truth by allowing perpetrators to tell their stories. Political parties acknowledged the violent crimes that were committed. At least the violent crimes that were committed were presented to the NP. The ANC was regarded as hypocrisy since they too committed similar crimes after 1990. The TRC highlights threat force activities. The TRC was therefore viewed as successful as it contributed to their nation building and reconciliation. So let us quickly look at the failures of the TRC. Cross-examination of victims was not allowed. That left a gap. The political parties were not prepared to take any blame for the violent crimes that they committed. The person who gave the order for the crimes that were committed were still not revealed. The TRC was regarded as a witch hunt by the whites, many families 
were still looking for answers. Perpetrators were not accountable for the crimes that they committed. The TRC did not achieve its aim since it was unable to bring reconciliation. Twenty years later, the TRC they viewed as unsuccessful in addressing the injustice of their past. Some people did not manage to get reparations, though it was recommended that they should be given. Leaking has been done to bring about change in the victim's life. Pardon the apartheid perpetrators for the human rights abuse. No persecution because it was only restorative. And amnesty was granted, which was a failure on that side. So let me quickly, with the remaining minutes, try to go through with you through globalization. I will start with the definitions, where there are not so many definitions here. Globalization means countries that are becoming more interdependent, interdependent, and that people all over the world are more connected to each other. Globalization refers to the interconnectedness among various economic, political, and technological and cultural spheres. Then we are going to look at two different possible questions that can be posed to you. They may pose question to you about the Breton institution, which are World Bank, International Monetary Fund, World Trade Organization. Or they may pose a question <coughs> looking at them. BRICS, which is the organization that was formed by five countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. So let me start with the first possible one, the Brenton Institution, where I will be looking at the World Bank. With all these institutions, head office are stationed in America. The World Bank... It's a condition that the president should always come from America. And uh, what were the main aim of formulating the World Bank? To lend poor countries money at low interest. It provides an interversary to help with development projects. It gives special and it gives special aid with the disaster when it occurs, disasters such as volcano and tsunami, to reduce poverty in developing countries, to reduce poverty in developing countries. So we've got the so-called developed countries, we've got developing countries, we've got the underdeveloped countries. So developed countries, are the rich countries, the Western countries, who are very rich. Developing countries are those countries like South Africa, where the economy is trying to improve, whereas the underdeveloped countries are those poor countries where the economy is not viable. So all those countries were loaned money by the World Bank. 
as I've already indicated, it is said that with no interest. But the problem was with the terms and conditions on how to use the money. Because sometimes people were not allowed to use the money for basic commodities like education and health. That poised a very serious challenge to many countries. And many countries were forced to pay to repay back the money and the country, the poor country remained poor without the intended issue that they thought that they're going to help those countries with. International Monetary Fund to promote international stability, to lend money to government, to carry out research on the economy performance. And again here, the issue of the terms and conditions were also taken into consideration. We've got the World Trade Organization where to ensure smooth trade flow throughout the world to prevent inventions copy, to reduce import tariffs. What are import tariffs? Import tariffs is when goods are going into another country. When they enter the country, there are money that should be added to their actual price to ensure there is a balance of supply and demand. If we try to look at what I've said, these three institutions seem to be very good. But let me try to expand that the case in reality was not the case because they were exploiting the poor countries, loaning the money, giving them conditions how to use the money where it became difficult for some of the countries to repay back the money. And then there were demonstrations that were made in some other countries against the World Bank, International Monetary Fund, and also World Trade Organization. So let me quickly go to the BRICS country. Where in the BRICS country, we are going to talk about Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Those are the countries who are working together economically to challenge the Britain Institution, World Bank, and International Monetary Fund. They had their own bank called the Development Bank. So the other thing that we must look here is what are the gains that South Africa had by being a member of BRICS because South Africa is the poorest among the other four countries. And what are the disadvantages that South Africa is suffering because of BRICS? So let me start with the advantage. So South Africa is receiving investment from foreign countries also managed to receive loans from the Development Bank, sometimes also assisted to do some other projects. But it also had a negative impact when it comes to our economy. Most of our factories are being closed because they cannot compete with the cheaper goods from their countries outside South Africa, especially China who are also bringing in their goods in South Africa without paying their 
import tariffs as it is supposed to be. And uh, South Africa was exploited by their BRICS country because they are taking raw materials. They are also using the South Africans as cheap labor, those who have companies in South Africa. So um, the photograph and cartoons, for the photograph and cartoons here, when you try to interpret them, you must try to interpret them looking at globalization, looking at assistance that it may give to South Africa, looking at the disadvantage that South Africa may suffer from the BRICS countries. I have got a photograph with me here from the question paper that I have requested you to bring about, but let me try to explain how this photograph is. This photograph has been drawn by COSATU, a federation in South Africa, which is in partnership with our ruling party presently. So they were trying to promote the goods that were made in South Africa, indicating that people must try to save by buying the local goods. And they indicated that by buying the local goods, that will also assist our factories to be able to sustain themselves rather than to buy their foreign goods. So the question was posed as to explain the message conveyed by the picture, which is as follows. The poster conveys a message that clothing factories must be saved from closure. In another way, Kosatu is trying to say, let us find a way in which the local factories must not be closed because of their failure to compete with their foreign companies. The poster protects a worker busy making clothes that were produced in South Africa, and there are people who are not buying them. The poster appeals to the South African consumer to buy South African goods. There is uh, an expression trying to promote this by saying proudly South Africans. The poster shows a concern about the factory workers who are at the risk of losing their job. The poster was produced by Cosato to highlight the situation in the closing text time. So um, we also have the second question that has been asked regarding the same poster. Using the information in the source and your own knowledge, explain why Kosatu decided to produce this poster. Explain why Kosatu decided to produce this poster. And the responses are as follows. Kosato wanted to show the plight of the clothing and textile workers that they are being used to work long hours with low wages and working long hours. Kosato shows its support for workers who are in risk of losing their employment. Kosato said that factory should not be closed. 
COSAT to highlight the clothes that must be produced in South Africa. So the next question that I'm going to try quickly to look at, when I look at the time, time is running very fast. Let me try to go to the paragraph question, or let me start with a comparison question. We've got a question here that uh, compares source 3 B and source 3 C. Explain how the information in source 3 B supports the information in source 3 C regarding the losses of South African clothing and textile industries. So again, Elena, the secret is still the same. Use conjunction to join two sources. Use conjunctions to join two sources and give two responses as a pair, not one response. And the response are as follows. <coughs> so 3B states that globalization caused job losses in the clothing and textile industry in South Africa. And uh, so 3C indicates that there are a lot of job losses that were experienced in South Africa. So straight B indicates how South African closing industry was affected by the import duties, by the outside goods that were sent to South Africa, whereas in source 3C, Kosatu is trying to discourage people to buy the foreign countries and requested people to buy the local one. So when we look at a paragraph question, there are also possibilities. The first possibility is to look at the impact of globalization in South Africa. Impact, which means consequences, which means results as to whether were they positive or negative. And the response that you can include are the following. Candidates should include the following aspect. Globalization had a negative impact in South Africa's clothing and textile industry. Why? Because South African goods cannot compete with their foreign goods. Large clothing and textile factories had to retrench workers to reduce the number of workers because of globalization. Small and medium enterprise struggled to sustain, to survive, to sustain their business and they had to close. Globalization contributed to 19 companies in Cape Town to close their business. Globalization also led to about 2,249 people being retrenched from South Africa. The closure of clothing and textile industry led to the increase of the unemployment in South Africa. The Cape Clothing Association states that 140 companies closed. If we look at 140 companies, there are many and they could have appointed so many people. Many clothing and textile companies have to relocate to their former homeland or Southern Africa because of cheaper operation costs. South Africa experienced a falling production level between 2000 and 2015. 
So the other question about the paragraph question may ask about the benefit that South Africa is receiving from the BRICS countries, which are as follows. South Africa became a member of BRICS in 2010. BRICS can help South Africa with infrastructure programs such as development skills. Russia can supply South Africa with nuclear energy. China will supply South Africa with railways. BRICS country can help South Africa to export goods to them and their regions in Asia, South and also Eastern Europe. Exports from South Africa to BRICS country grew from 2011. South Africa was divided when some other people thought that it will gain while others think that it will not gain. South Africa also acted as a link between the BRICS countries and the countries in the Southern Africa. South Africa feels that the domestic market is being eroded because of the trade. BRICS countries are trading with South Africa, which was traditionally a southern part. The South African domestic market is in increase because of unfair tariffs between South Africa and the BRICS countries. South Africa are also fearful that the Chinese yuan will replace South African rents in currency because of what is taking place. So I said that the other part of the globalization, they can ask you about the Britain institution, where the paragraph question will be asking you about the so-called structural adjustment policies that was affected by those foreign countries trying to pretend to assist the African countries, whereas they were making them more poor. Developing countries, developing countries suffered from the International Monetary Fund and World Bank in their internal affairs. Remember, I said that they were given conditions. Almost about 178 billion was transferred to the Western country commercial banks by the African government. The loan terms of IMF and the World Bank contributed to the poverty and hunger in the developing countries. The loan terms of the IMF and the World Bank destroyed the health and education sector in many developing countries. The implementation of structural adjustment contributed to the increase in poverty among the African countries. Structural adjustment policies resulted in decrease in the local buying power as people were buying the cheap imports. The implementation of structural adjustment policy resulted to the government's layoff. Structural adjustment policy resulted to the socio-economic insecurity, political instability, and anti-government. So there is also the last question that I will try quickly to go with you with the mess of the period that I have. How South Africa closing and textile industry was affected by 
globalization. Before democracy, South African clothing and textile industry was protected by tariffs and high import duties. During the 1990s, South Africa participated in the global trade deals that set lower tariffs and opened its clothing textile market. Protection for the clothing and textile industry were lowered. Locally produced clothing and textile were replaced with the cheaper import tariffs from China. Cheaper imports from China led to the job losses of so many South Africans. This led to the increased unemployment among the South Africans. And we also experienced that some of the people were employed by the foreign companies here in South Africa were paid very low income, work under very strenuous conditions, also work long hours. The government intervened in the clothing and textile industry in an effort to create more employment in this sector. The government intervention intervention in the textile industry were relatively successful as the employment increased slightly. Fast track tariffs programs, trade agreements concluded on South African development community countries. Um, sir, unfortunately, we've run out of time. It is six o'clock. We really do appreciate you. Thank you. This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.